Hello, lovely people who listen to podcasts. I am the second half of your host, but I'm speaking first this week. Uh, welcome, first half. Shola Mariduena, joined by <laughs> Jacob Scott Thomas Bertrand. Thank you so much yeah. for welcoming in my senior in first news today. So I'm, I'm driving back home uh, from an appointment and... <laughs> You know, I'm driving on the leftmost lane. I only have one person in the car, so I'm not in the carpool lane, but I'm in the leftmost lane. And in my, you know, left rearview mirror, I see this like Jeep pull up, this black Jeep. And I don't know what it is about my friends and their cars, but anytime I know what car my friends have, like anytime I see it out, randomly i always just check because you never know like you're you know mm -hmm. like there's there's only so many black jeeps there's only so many uh champagne colored honda Corollas accords or, yeah <laughs> right uh so i look in my mirror and i see this jeep that has this like uh car freshener that looks just like jacob's car freshener and i'm like no way and i like <laughs> take a closer look mind you i'm blind as a bat you good thing i have my contacts on today and i it's jacob in the fucking carpool lane with one person. <laughs> and, and he always does this, man. I remember way back when we were training for season three of Cobra Kai, we had the chance to um, train in Los Angeles before heading out to Atlanta. And Jacob and I would always head over there and we'd, and we'd take the same way home. He just drives a little bit further than I do. And he always takes the carpool lane, even though he never <laughs> drives with two people and has never gotten caught for it. Okay, but this is where it gets crazier, Jacob. Do you want to say where it gets crazier? Because you noticed it before I did. This is today. Yeah, so, so Sholo is, I'm driving the carpool lane, and I'm going a little bit faster than him because, you know, it's the carpool lane. It's the perk of driving in the carpool lane. It goes faster if you didn't than know. all those broke boys who are driving with one person and don't have the balls to get in the carpool lane. Right, exactly. No, no, I'm kidding. Mind I'm, you, I'm I've gotten, kidding. I've gotten, I was about to say, mind you, I've literally, anytime I've ever broken the law on the freeway, I've gotten a ticket for it. Literally every single time. So, I, and so I'm like, never again. I, because I do this, I have a theory. I'm always checking for cops. If I'm driving faster than everyone, I can see ahead of me if there's a cop coming up. So if I see a cop, I'll get out, you know, and then I'll like kind of weave past the cop and then get back. But as yeah. But as long as you keep driving faster, nobody behind you is going to... Nobody behind... Yeah, I'm not going to get surprised from behind. And so I'm driving the carpool lane, and I see a cop, a motorcycle cop, and goes, vroom, and, like, goes right past me. And Shola's, like, trying to weave, like, to get ahead of me. I'm like, oh, Shola, watch out. You better stop weaving. There's a cop coming. And he's like, what? No way. A cop passed you and didn't give you a ticket. What? No way. And then the cop just slowly passes Shola's little motor cop. I was like, are you kidding me? I don't, like, this man is so lucky. I swear if I had, because there was a, a quick moment where I pulled into the carpool lane just to get ahead of him, just to be like, F you. And, and I got into the carpool lane and I was there for like a good, like two or three miles. And then I got yeah. out because I was like, screw it. I can't risk this. Like I already, I got my payday. I got ahead of Jacob. And of course, you know, the cop right passes right when I, when I get off of it. And I was like, I know for a fact that if I had stayed in there, he would have got off clean and just seen me get pulled over. <laughs> Which has happened before. You've seen me get pulled over before. No, yeah, I have in seen Atlanta. Oh, dude. That was I, so dumb. And I yeah, God, I'm I'm always I'm always having bad luck in my car, dude. Getting hit, getting I think your dad tickets. has the worst luck with my cars. dad does have the worst. My dad, no joke, 
the past, he switches cars maybe like every four or five years. Since we moved out here to mm-hmm. Los Angeles, like back again, we like we lived here and then we moved back when I was maybe 10 years old. He's gotten hit in the first week of having his car, every single car he's had. But get this, <laughs> but get this. It's never like while he's in the car, he gets hit. Thank goodness. He'll always be like, parked somewhere and it's always like the spots that are right next to each other so it's like in a parking garage or something like that and he'll always come back to his car with like a scrape on it and a note on the door and he's like no 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 your dad is just that unlucky person that just walks around and shit just happens to him dude for real he's not his fault it just happens to him (laughs) no he always had a black car and this recent he just switched his cars within the past year he was like i'm not getting a black car people are gonna see my car when they and uh, yeah he went to like a dark gray i'm like okay well yeah oh nice that's real But um, yeah, I just hate how lucky you are, man. You, this I'll just always, say, I but think you know, I'm really but you're lucky. not lucky in one regard. What? New York. Oh, <laughs> this always happens to you, bro. Dude, Whenever we true. have to go somewhere. Whenever we go somewhere, I don't know what it is. I will, you know, I wear my mask. I'm vaccinated. I'm not crazy and like going out and doing all this hoopla. I always test positive. Whenever we, right off the plane. Right off it's the plane. It's always right off the plane. This has happened yes. to us twice now. The first time I truly do believe was like a false positive. Just yeah. because you tested negative right away. Yeah. So I tested positive and then tested negative right away. But I as basically Shul and I went to New York. As soon as I get to New York, I tested positive for COVID. And I hadn't been going out before that. I genuinely believe I got it on the plane. No, and so we had asked. and we had tested before we left too. No, yeah, and we tested before we left, and I didn't have. And it. you were negative. Yeah. yeah. And so, long story short, uh, Sholo, we were supposed to go out there for like two or three days. Yeah, we're and supposed to go out there for two or three days. We had some press for you know not only the new season of Cobra Kai, but to, m- to promote the podcast but and no, all that. No both. Yeah, to to get the name out there. And and of course, lo and behold, we have this whole trip. We're like, oh my God, this is the first time that we'd ever been like paired up for press. Usually it's like all of us, but it was like just the two of us. us. And, and, you know, (laughs) Jacob's bro came out (laughs) (laughs) and was like, Jacob's brother hates taking off of work. And he was like, that's the thing. He's like, I'll only do it for these two days. Yes, he does not like taking time off work. He's always like, oh, but my boss and this and that. He loves his job. I'll say that. He, he, he made cabinets and stuff. So when I tested positive, I had to quarantine for six days. And so me and my brother had to stay in our hotel for six extra days. And I just loved because he, I mean, we're in the hotel and he calls his boss. He's like, hey, uh, so my brother tested positive for COVID and, uh, I know we have that huge job coming up on Wednesday, but uh, I actually uh, can't come home. I have to quarantine with him. So uh, I just hear on the other side of the phone, why did you even go to this again? I can't believe I let you go. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but okay, wait. Did he end up making it back or no? No, Blake stayed with me in in New York. Yeah. So So he did miss it. He did miss it. He missed the big project. Fly high. He he should be back to work in... Two days, I think. I don't know. Damn. He's yeah, like, but, I'm uh, never going out with you anywhere ever. It was this so is the one time that he's come out, bro. No, because I had to do so much convincing to get him to take time off of work. And he'd never been to New York before. 
And he was so, and I, I was like kind of getting him excited. I was like, oh, we'll go to the Central Park Zoo. We'll go ice skating. We'll go see a Broadway show. Yeah, I was like, we'll see Broadway. I'll take you to the Get cafe the fucking pizza, where they do the bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah. yeah, you know? And he's like, oh, okay, okay, I guess I'll go. Couldn't do any of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> we were right like, off the Max fucking it. plane. Oh, yeah. No, but you I know what? I will say okay. what came good of this is uh, we binged. I mean, because obviously we're stuck in the hotel all the time. We binged through Friday Night Lights, and we're, we just finished the second season right before we left. And it's good. And man, that show is actually really good. Taylor Kitsch, the guy who plays Tim Riggins, that guy's cool, man. He's yeah. like the alcoholic dirtbag. And they're high schoolers? They're high schoolers, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> of a... Of course. It's, it's like Euphoria, it's, but just more grounded and... Uh, you know what football. I will say? It all is American? kind of it is kind of crazy. It's way better than All American. After watching I I the show, All American totally just ripped off the show, <laughs> like completely. And but then, it's more YA, wouldn't you say? Like this one is more dramatic, whereas that one is yeah. More like this one is YA. more dramatic, but it is definitely YA. I would say Friday Night Lights, young adult. If you don't know, yeah, YA, which is YA adult. means we're cinephiles who only watch YA. Like films. I'm not trying to shit on All American. I watched All American. It's a <laughs> I had fun watching it. But the actors on this show are really, really good. Except for the chick who plays Lila. She's, she's kind of mid. But other than that... who is there anyone that I would know from that show? Um, Taylor Kitsch is someone you would know. He's in... Um, what's that movie where he goes to Mars and he's like the savior? It's called John something. Oh, Mars Needs Moms. Yes, exactly. He's from Mars Needs Moms. He's also in the Battleship movie. He's in... Oh, yeah. That uh, was my Lone favorite. Sur right behind yeah, well, the he Connect Four movie. Yeah, he's in the Lone Survivor movie. I don't know if you saw that with Mark Wahlberg. Okay, and I'm looking at this right now. Which guy? Taylor Kitsch. He's in X-Men Origins. John Who's Carter. He oh, he plays Gambit. Yeah, he's he's cool. He, he's oh, he plays catcher. Gambit? John Carter. That's the movie I was thinking about where he goes to Mars. Um, How did John Gambit. Carter do? I just remember when that movie came out. I don't like, think what it did year did it well. come out? I want to say maybe 2010. What? 2012? I don't think it did. I, don't think it I did just remember well. always seeing freaking trailers for this movie and it was going to be like the crazy yeah the, I, don't, the I don't think crazy well. movie. but he, he's a pretty good actor Willem and then nice. the guy who plays the coach is amazing he's in a ton of stuff he's the dad in super eight um kyle chandler yeah he's a really really good actor and then super the guy eight, plays, argo Man oh manchester by the sea that's right dude yeah he's amazing yeah, yeah. um and then the kid who plays matt saracen zach guilford he's he's really good too he um Oh, nice. Jesse, so everyone's Jesse Plemons so they, is in it too. Jesse Plemons is so good in that show. Yeah, yeah. They got they got a good little a good little thing going on here, man. Yeah. No, it's Damn. uh it's a great show. And the guy who plays Smash is pretty good too. He's like this uh super cocky running back and he always refers to himself in the third person. He's like, "Yo, the <laughs> Smash is here to fuck shit up," you know. I like that. I like that. Yeah, no, he's cool. Brian Smash Hi Williams. Yeah. Let me see. Highly what, what recommend the show. Week? Yeah, very cool. And we will be right back. I watched uh, The Florida Project this week. Have oh, you seen Willem that? Dafoe. I have not seen that, actually, and I love Dude. Willem Dude. Oh, my gosh, man. I, I don't know. I, I've always heard of that movie. It's Everyone's mm -hmm. always like, oh, man, I love this movie. I love this movie. I love this movie. And I was, it was, I was just browsing Netflix, and it came up, and I was like, oh, shoot, let me throw it on. I didn't even read what it was about. Hmm. I had no clue what it was about. And do you know what it's about? It's supposed to be really sad, right? No, I don't even know what it's about. So, so basically... It, it feels like a documentary, honestly. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the way that it's filmed, super long lenses, like tight on, like super far away yeah. from people trying to catch these like intimate moments. And it's about this seven-year-old girl who grows up in Orlando at like one of the, you know, for lack of a better word, shitty motels on the outskirts of Disneyland where like people who aren't even really tourists, like sometimes they have tourists, but a lot of the times it's just people who are living there for circumstances out of their control. It feels like they just pulled this seven-year-old off the street, man. Like, Really? Yeah, like in her friends. And and I don't think, it, like I looked it up after and she's like an actress. She's like a axe and a bunch of stuff and like a female Jacob Tremblay. I, I, I don't even want to, you know, compare the two because they're obviously different. But yeah, dude, she was amazing. amazing. But she, but you know what's crazy, dude, is she was just being a seven-year-old. Like there's this... It's hard to get kids to act natural though. Dude, I know, but they were so natural and they're always cursing and screaming at people. And there's this scene at the end, I don't want to spoil it because genuinely I feel like everyone on the pod and and like everyone should watch this movie. It's not yeah, too long at all. Tonight. But um, dude, this little girl has a scene at the end where it reminds me of the story that a, that a homie told that I'll tell after. But dude, she's like, she breaks down this little girl and it really just feels like, like I saw this little girl and I was like, holy crap, like I've totally seen my sister cry like this, like little mannerisms that children do that I was like, holy moly, like you could never get like someone who's 15 or 20 to do these do things that. because it's just so like childlike. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just really, I was like, it, by, I, because I didn't know what I was getting myself into by like the 15, 20 minute mark, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I really need <laughs> what to is pay this? attention. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's so beautiful. Like the, the And then who shock- is Willem Dafoe's character in it? He's the owner of the motel. So he's always mm. dealing with like, there's a bunch of crackheads who live in the hotel and prostitutes and whatnot. And uh, he's kind of like, he's always something is you know, going on with his character. And yeah, but that was really good. And it reminded me of, you know, this little girl, you know, spoiler alert, she's crying, right? And it reminded (laughs) me of one of the homies told me that when she was 13 or 14, she worked on this job where she was this little girl's best friend. And this little girl, not my friend, but the other girl had to cry. It was a crying scene, right? And the mommy, the mommy, (laughs) the mom goes up (laughs) next to the little girl (laughs) who has to cry Two hours before they, you know, they have to shoot the scene and goes, imagine daddy's dead. Oh, daddy. Look at daddy's grave. Okay. (laughs) He's dead. And this little girl starts bawling. Oh, two hours before? Two hours before. Just starts crying profusely. Imagine daddy's dead. Right. And, but by the time they have to start filming, this little girl is dry. Like her yeah. eyes are dry. They had to get the makeup team to put menthol under her eyes to get her to cry. Oh my gosh. This girl's she like was dehydrated. She and was already like squeezing out every dude. last drop with a menthol. Dude. But can you imagine telling your... Dude. Okay. So I had scenes like that in parenthood as a kid where you just had to cry because of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it feels like one big fever dream. Like as a 10-year-old, as an 11-year-old, a lot of the decisions that I was making were super arbitrary. Like it was it was <laughs> super fed to me and like, this is kind of what you're feeling. And, and honestly, yeah. I, I didn't really have any gauge of terms of like, what are my intentions or this, this and that, you know? Yeah. You're so young. Yeah, you're so young and you're kind of, you're just, for the most part, you're just playing a kid. You're just kind of, yeah. you know, in my case, it was a little bit different. You know, the show was more dramatic, but never, ever did, like, I don't know. It kind of was just like, well, if I have to cry, I'll cry. And thankfully, mm-hmm. like, I didn't have to go too deep for it. But, oh my God, if my mom had come up to me and been like, your dad is dead. 
I would have been like, oh my, like, (laughs) yeah. Did you ever have as a kid like that scenes where you had to cry? No, everything I did as a kid was all comedic. Okay. Cobra Kai was probably like one of the first things I ever did that was dramatic. And when I first auditioned for the role, it was comedic. And then it somehow turned into some dramatic role. And I was like, okay, all right, let's, uh, let's go for this. Okay. The security of having a show go on for five years. Yeah. And I wish it wasn't this way. And I, and now I realize, you know, that even, you know, when you're not working, you need to have that hustle. You need to have that like grind in you because it feels the complacency is easy to slip into being like, oh, you know, I'm working on this thing that is demanding in, in a lot of ways, but at the same time is feels super similar, feels super um familiar. So I don't know. What do you think about that? How do you like you've had the opportunity to kind of flesh out, you know, you worked on Kirby Buckets for a few years. You have this new character. And obviously, you like we, we both have our dreams and aspirations in terms of roles that we want to gravitate towards. Like, have you ever has this? It really has never stumbled my mind until I had this conversation last week. I was just thinking about this literally last night because I'm, I'm doing a movie in April. And I was thinking about how I want to make the character different from Hawk because, yeah. you know, Hawk is sort of a kind of crazy dude battling a lot of demons and has his little idiosyncrasies. But for the most part, when it's just sort of natural conversation, I bleed a lot of myself into him, you know? Yeah. Obviously, he's way more aggro and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like thinking, I was like, okay, like what mannerisms can I do like to differentiate myself from Hawk and Hawk from this new character and like something like Kirby Buckets I loved being on the show it was it was a, it was a fun Disney show yeah it, you just it, said it was so fun you just you like you literally said it was like a new thing every week and you guys were yes. doing all this crazy stuff and you like you had the job of being a kid like a yeah that's basically what it was like I got to play myself a little bit but like a heightened version of myself and just reacting to the craziest shit that was happening all the time. Like, each storyline was so different from the, from the last. And hopping on to something like Cobra Kai, where, you know, it is sort of this character that goes on this very specific arc. That was really fun to do and sort of prepare for. And I never really gotten the chance to do something like that before. And I learned a lot doing that. And so now I feel like, I feel like for both of us, we kind of have like this new challenge in this new chapter. Careers. Yeah, it's yeah, like, okay, now you've, you know, like Miguel Diaz, you fucking killed that character. You know what I mean? People like watch that. They're like, I love Miguel. Yeah, he's, he's about so to relatable. be dead. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah. So Miguel's about <laughs> to die. At this rate, he's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now it's like, okay, now moving forward, you're doing other roles. I want to see you be a different person. Yeah. You know, like that's sort of the new challenge. It's like, okay, now that, you know, I played someone that was sort of a subset of myself, like an offset of myself, I feel like it's really easy to, when you're reading something, just dip right back into that. You know, like I just had to do an audition where is a kid who was very different from myself. And that's almost easier. Like doing right. characters that are kind of similar to yourself. It's a little bit harder to make them different from each other, you know, because right. you don't want to yeah. do something and be the same in every role. You know? Yeah, for sure. It like, works for some people, though. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, like, it yeah, definitely works say, for some people and some people do that so well. And it's I not say, even maybe like, like one is b- better than the other or one is different, but it just makes like a character actor from like. I don't know. I don't even know what the opposite of character actor. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's like a leading man, basically. Yeah, I I'd don't say know. character they, actors are different than like like Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe does a ton of different characters, right? Mm-hmm. And then a leading man, I'd say, is like Denzel. Mm-hmm. You know, Denzel yeah. gets a lot of crap for that. That people say he plays the same role in all of his movies, but I, I, I mean, to me, I think they're a little different. But he does sort of have. I want to see this Macbeth one. 
I oh hear this God. one is that, totally Yeah, okay, different. I see. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. yeah. This is a good example of Denzel, like, breaking out of the... Because it's like he did John Q and Equalizer, and, like, a lot of those probably had the same... Training similar, day. And yeah. Like that, Training that day is way guy. different, I will say. Training day, because he, he usually plays the hero and everything. Training day, it was cool to see him play a villain. But, well, um, this one, it's like... Well, I guess, I mean, even in Training Day, he's the hero for kind of, like, the first bit of that movie. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, Training Day, yeah. At least to the Ethan Hawke character that, you know... Mm-hmm. Training Day, if you guys aren't familiar with, this is like one of one of the movies that I've actually seen. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's about Ethan Hawke, who's this new cop detective who's First coming. day on his job. Yeah, first day on his job. And his mentor is Denzel Washington. Denzel's kind of like showing him the ropes and stuff like that. And, you know, you kind of see how it unfolds. But yeah, he's, no, I mean, he's, he's wonderful. And his son is an actor too now. He, his son is the guy from Tenet. And he's doing his thing now. Yeah. Um, Denzel's an amazing actor, though. I freaking love Denzel. He's yeah, so good. He's, it's it's going to be interesting seeing him move into this, like, you know, for the longest Later time stages. he was playing that, yeah, that, like, yeah. when you when you think of actors like De Niro or, you know, Pesci or, like, I, like, I don't know why I think of those Italian guys, like, the guys mm-hmm. who have seen, you've seen their whole careers now and they're kind yeah. of at the tail end, but... Like seeing them go from the, like their prime thirties to fifties kind of range, yeah. Cape and then Fear now, and Raging Bull, and now it's right. like, oh, and now then he's now doing he's the... playing like the older. You see, like the more almost sophisticated, yeah. like really dramatic, heavy in contact roles. Whereas in, I'd say you know, the they turning were, like, the powerhouses before that I saw for Denzel is when he did Fences. No, dude, Fences was so good, and I love seeing Denzel, you know, take on a real serious meaty role not saying like training day and stuff like that wasn't but I, it was just I, oh, this is what i'll say it, w- it just felt like he was doing an older role like he was yeah. a sort of washed up father and mm-hmm. before he played sort of like mid-30s cool guy or mid-30s hard ass you know but you know it's kind of crazy Macbeth, and- he is getting older and it's cool seeing him do like these older more sophisticated roles i guess no 100 percent. and it and it kind of you know to kind of tie it all back together before we head on to the next thing that's kind of been the craziest thing about finding this new character who is older than myself, you know? And oh. and with that, you think about this character has memories and experiences that come with being older. This character that I played for the longest time is in high school and the difference between high school and finishing high school and finishing college yeah, and you're not reaching those anymore. milestones are so vastly different. And I think that's kind of just been what it's been like tapping into this, you know, recently. But it's all it's all super interesting, man, and I'm and I'm glad that we get to both, you know, kind of level up and move from one thing to the next, and and keep it pushing and and show the freaking world that we're savages. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun time. Yeah, Shabbat Shalom. Uh, Shabbat Shalom is right. And that's uh, how I'm gonna I end the podcast from now on. I just decided right. I'm gonna go Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Assalamualaikum. <laughs> Here we go. There this is be some one cool, thing like I Jewish rappers. That would be kind of, that would be cool. Yeah, Lil Dicky. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I'm saying like rapping into Hebrew. Cool. You're like, like oh, Yo, cool. Speaking of Jewish people, I wanted to bring up something really quick about um, New York. So while we were out there, I was on TikTok a little bit. And um, you know oh. your ads are always targeted to you. Yeah. They're always, no, you they're told always me like, about this. yeah, they're always, they're always like super spot on. Because, you know, your phones are listening to everything you say. You know what's funny? And, the uh, last, like, five ads I've gotten on TikTok have all been, I'm nervous to tell my doctor that I have ADHD. What do I do? <laughs> I'm like, I Dude, don't I have, have ADHD. Stop it. I know. So I'm 
in New York and I'm getting all these ads for this thing called Locks Club. And usually I'm pretty good about just being like um, skipping ads right away, not even like just boom, right away. No, I'm not giving them a dime, right? You see the little sponsor to the bottom left. You see the sponsor, but you're just like, and, but this one, for some reason, it was posed like it was a TikTok video. So I was like, oh, okay, let me watch this. And the caption was, the woman was said, and it, you know, says the, the, like what she's saying on the screen. I'll never find a hot, successful Jewish husband. And the caption is dating apps for Jews with ridiculously high standards, question mark. Our specialty. <laughs> so needless to say, I applied and it's not like another dating app where I guess you could just get right in. They have to accept me and they're going to find out I'm not Jewish. Oh, you're not getting think, in, bro. They're going to see, dude, I'm not getting Mari in. Duenia. They're going to see Mari Duenia like, and they're going to be like, whoa, who the hell? Get this guy out of here. Maybe you should. This just guy apply. just likes locks. <laughs> he just wants matzo ball soup. Ugh, get yeah. him out of here. Kick him out. He just wanted he's a not, pastrami sandwich. I wonder if the app is closed on Sundays, though. <laughs> yeah, this is Sabbath, bro. You can't do that. Friday night. Lord's Day. Yeah, yeah. So what was it like applying? Like, did they ask you certain questions? Like, yes, make they sure do. Like, you were Jewish? So, or? so they did ask certain questions. So so first, they started with it easy, right? Um, what's Are your you name? Jewish? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. First, they start with your first and last name, your email, and your birthday, right? And once okay. you make it past being above 18. Um, oh, then, then they ask, you know, like, what school did you go to? And I put them, you know, my community oh. college. And then, and then <laughs> I, they say, like, what do you do? You know, and I'm a sandwich maker. Um, and <laughs> they asked That's if what I, you put? like, yeah, sandwich maker. <laughs> and then they eventually got around to your gender, who you're trying to, you know, see. And I, you know, I put everyone because I'm a freak like that. I want to see you know, the guys Everybody. and the gals. Yeah. Um, he, wants, he wants all the balls and monster balls. Hey, shit. We could go have boba. We, we make it happen. <laughs> um, and then they asked if I identify as Jewish. And I put no, because I'm not a fibber. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> oh, bro, you're not getting maybe, accepted now. Maybe, maybe. No, well, dude, they wouldn't have put that option if they, I hope they wouldn't have just put that option. You know, because who this knows? App- maybe like I'm trying to convert. Maybe okay. I'm trying to. You are. You are not a hot, rich Jewish man. This app no, was but not hear built this. for you. No, but hear this. Then the next question is, what is it about getting on this Jewish dating app that, you know, makes you so eager? And I wrote something really heartfelt. Oh, I said, God. you know, this is I said, tough. I've been doing this podcast for a minute. And, oh, really? You know, yeah, I have. Yeah, I said, I've been doing this podcast so for a minute. For, for in the name of science? And I put, <laughs> I have this relationship advice, you know. Um, oh, you know, segment nice. that we do. Yeah. And I'm trying to do a, a social experiment where I kind of see who the people on this app are and, and get like a demographic. So I don't know. Maybe I'll get accepted. From I have Love to, Daddy and Love Doctor. I have to wait. That Let was me see. The- <laughs> and it says right here, we've received your application and we'll get back to you. But then it says, please keep in mind, Locks Club is for Jews with ridiculously high standards. So shit. How do you I'm how getting, do you spell the I'm app? I'm getting L O X Lock No Locks. Dude, like the fucking salmon. Put that shit on a bagel. Hey, put oh, that shit on a bagel for me with some capers and Wait, onions. That's really what wait, Locks it club, says yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, because shit. Being Jewish is a lifestyle, baby. Dude, Come on. He doesn't see this app on my phone and be like, what the hell is I this? didn't choose Shabbat. Shabbat chose me. You know what I'm saying? We be in these streets. You no. Know? Should I just say I'm Jewish so I can get in? 
you won't get in right away. You still have to apply, like me. No, okay? I'm just saying, like, should I say I'm Jewish so I get in? Yeah, 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 yeah. You should say that you're Jewish again. Okay, so maybe on the chat, next episode. Chat, we're, we'll... we're letting you know I am not Jewish, but I'm going to say I'm Jewish on this so we can all get to experience it, okay? <laughs> Dude, you're about don't... to have, like, seven billion locusts at your house right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, don't, don't get mad at me in the chat. I know I'm you not wake up. part of Why the chosen... Why does that sheep's blood out my door? <laughs> Wait, password? Oh, I didn't have to make a password. This is giving me Spielman's, our story being with the heartbreak in 1923, Pickles. Oh, yeah. Oh, How it's okay. So, so, no, 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 no. So, you have to do this. I forgot to mention this part. So, when you sign up for the app, it's like a speakeasy. You have to enter a password to get in, bro. Okay. How did you figure this out? <laughs> well, no, if you fail the password one time, it just tells you the password. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we'll be right back to the Lone Lobos podcast. Oh my gosh. Speaking of people hearing about the podcast, this is how we'll end it. Okay. okay. So, you know our homie who lived with us out in Atlanta this mostly recent yeah, season, yeah. right? To give you an insight, one of my friends was talking to this girl before we left Cobra Kai, right? And uh, my friend was going to come out with me to, to live with us. And he told this girl, who he, he'd only been talking to for like a month and a half. Hey, yo, um, I'm heading Wait. out. And she didn't, she didn't take this, she didn't take this well, right? Yeah, she was kind of hurt, but then I don't want to dip into his tea too much, but she also was was a little wacky. She was a little, little wacky, yeah. She no. was a little wacky wuku, right? So yeah. So mind this, right? We we move out to Atlanta. They don't talk at all while we're in Atlanta. And the homie. my homie <laughs> tells me about this story that happened like a year and a half ago that we told on the podcast about this all cops are bastards, right? About this this oh, thing yeah. on his Tinder account, right? So, you know, fast forward a few weeks later, we come back to L.A., right? And that same girl is like, hey, let's link up. Like, hey, come on, let's let's chat it up. And he's like, wait, for real? Like, you really like, OK, let's let's hang out. Let's see how this goes. And they start hanging out. And one night they're hanging out and she goes, so you were on Tinder while you were in Atlanta. And my friend is like, is she bluffing? How He's like. The story that he had told was not while we were out in Atlanta. Like he, it, he was. It was a while ago. It was. It was an unfortunate coincidence that we had told this story about him being on Tinder, but the story had happened like a year ago in the past. So he was like, you know, finally they just kind of laughed about it. But he was like, "How the hell did you know?" Right? Yeah. And she was like, "Well, one of my friends listens to your friend's podcast." And, what? And heard, dude. And you know Damn, what he bro, said? We get people you, in trouble. No. You know, you know what my homie said? He was what? like, I wasn't even mad that she found out. It was, he was like, honestly, I was laughing about the situation. He was like, I just can't believe you guys got motherfuckers listening to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, I've never met someone. You know, sometimes you, sometimes you get recognized out in public and sometimes it's a little bit weird or whatever, but it, now it's yeah. kind of feeling normal. He's like, but to have someone know about my life <laughs> through from the someone's podcast? podcast, he was like, <laughs> dude. And of and of course, this is this episode's about to come. I'm not even gonna let him know that we talked about him in the yeah. That'll the be episode. hilarious. He's gonna he's gonna be hanging out with his girl and being like, she's gonna be like, oh, so Yo, you so say, I heard so again. you told <laughs> your friends, so you oh, told, you just tell them everything, hey, don't you? I don't I don't know that girl's friend, but here, look, if you're listening, shout to out this, to her. No, no, no. If if you're listening to this, yeah, don't tell her. 
do my do my friend right, okay? Come yeah, on. Yeah, come on. Give that man, come on. Be on, on our side man, for once. Give that man some sloppy the next time you see him, okay? <laughs> my, my boy, he's good. He's he's good. All right. So <laughs> so with that, shout out to love. We're getting as we as we edge closer to Valentine's Day, these episodes feel more and more romantic and I'm I'm so excited for it. So yeah, let know. us know in the Reddit if you guys uh, need any Valentine's Day advice so we can uh, make sure we get right on that for you guys. No, no, no. Daddy, you know what we need Dr. to do Will for our You know clutch. what we need to do for our Ah, oh, fuck, I wish we were on. You know, we'll be eventually we'll we'll get to start doing videos, but I'd love to get people to send their like pictures of their couples, right? So oh, we pictures of them. them and their and their boyfriends and girlfriends, and we could we'll just roast, roast the hell out of them. Yes, just I love that. Absolutely idea. bake them, saute yes. their ass. I love Anyways, it. well, um, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Boop, boop, boop. If you yeah, and also far, like shout out, send pictures of your feet so we can roast it too. You know? Oh like, my god, yeah, yeah. Like it'd be so funny like, if you just like really sent cool us pictures. Of, oh my god, I just want to see those disgusting troglodyte feet. Oh my god. Oh my god! Probably just... don't cut your toenails either. That would be really, really cool. I, I mean, want your cool, toes like, to you look I mean. like the the brother rat from Flushed Away. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. If your if your feet don't look like Wallace and Gromit, I don't want to see it. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, see you later, guys. Hope you have a salubrious week. The Lone Lobos Podcast is brought to you by Lone Lobos Studios, My Cultura Podcast Network, and iHeartMedia. The podcast is produced by Jaime Roque and Noah Pham with coordination from Monica Tamayo. And also, if you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. Thanks, guys.